This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridgestone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana, and today we have a in-house Zoom guest. We've got Mr. A's to K's himself, Russell Wilson, all the way from Taranaki New Plymouth Bridge Club. He's joining us today to talk about the upcoming Taranaki Congress and answer some questions. So good morning, Russell. How are you today? Good morning, Mariana. I'm great, thanks. And hello, Gary. Hi, Russell. What's all the news coming up? We've got an intermediate junior 5B teams event on the Saturday. So that will be four 12-board matches starting at 10am and going through to around about 5pm. We're really wanting to encourage this event because we have a very generous sponsor who is very keen to encourage our intermediates and juniors. Is it really only 10 bucks to enter? That's less than half of what we would have otherwise charged and that's because of the sponsorship that we have. The other exciting thing about the sponsorship is that it's enabled us to give away National Congress packages to both the winning team and the winning junior team. Both of those teams, so that's eight players all together, will have free intermediate junior events paid for them at our National Congress in October. That's a step and a half. Any intermediate juniors listening, please get your teams organised and get those entries in. It's really worthwhile. Our sponsor, who doesn't want to be named, is a very keen bridge player who has provided generous sponsorship for the good of the game. She wants to encourage novices, intermediate juniors, and encourage them to play more, not necessarily just tournament bridge, but also club bridge. She's also sponsoring other bridge events around the country. And she wants to turn those novices into juniors and juniors into intermediates and intermediates into open players. What's happening on the Monday, Russell? I'll just go back a step. Our main event is the two-day teams on the Saturday, Sunday. That's an open 10A teams event. We currently have 33 teams entered for that event, which is a record for our Congress. May have something to do with the fact that it's all going to be played online. So it's going to be played online using Real Bridge, which most of you will be familiar with now. And we're going to be using the screen function for Real Bridge for all our events. So there'll be four 12 board matches on the Saturday, four 12 board matches on the Sunday. It's the Swiss throughout, start times of 10 a.m. on both days. So that's the Saturday, Sunday. On the Monday, we have a 5A Swiss event open for all comers. And we've already got 27 tables entered for that event. Again, we'll be starting at 10 a.m. and going through to about the same time. You could just about say it's going to be standing room only if it wasn't for the fact that we'll all be sitting in our lounges, Russell. Well, that's right. Yep. You can play from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to travel to our wonderful Taranaki province. You won't get to see our lovely mountain and our fantastic sunshine weather. But as I say, you don't have to travel. Play for the comfort of your, your home and it will be a fantastic event. We are hoping to keep up the high standard that we normally have from running these events. Can I give a plug to our two directors that we've got involved? Uh, that is Lorraine Stahursky and Martin Oyston. Martin Oyston has very kindly agreed to host our event on his website, Bridge NZ. So if you go into the Bridge NZ website, you'll see in the menu across the top on the right-hand side, there is Taranaki Congress. Uh, you click into that and he's got a, a page devoted to our event. 
So that is where we will put up all the messages relating to the event and most importantly, all the links for people to click in using RealBridge. Hopefully, RealBridge will run very smoothly for us. Of course, none of us on the organising committee have been involved in organising an event with RealBridge before. That is why we got Martin and Lorraine involved because they are both already very experienced directors using the RealBridge format. I have a question. Yes. How come there's no open restricted event? We decided not to run with that just because we wanted to keep things relatively simple because, as I say, we haven't run a real bridge event before. And so we've left that out for this year. Probably this time next year, we'll all be back playing around the table again. And certainly it's intended to keep that open restricted. Any prizes being offered for the different grades or anything in the teams or just the overall? Um, we haven't got down to that level of detail yet. We normally set the prizes once we know what the entries are, but I'd be very surprised if we don't have the equivalent of a, um, a restricted cutoff in prizes. Um, okay. And that brings me to my question for you, Mariana. Yep. As far as I can tell, you're not entered yet, which is almost unheard of for a, um, a bridge event of this size in New Zealand. No, I have got my partner. We're about to enter. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I will be there. We will I think the last uh, time I was actually down in Dunedin and I sort of couldn't rearrange things. But we definitely will we're there. forward to hosting you virtually in our wonderful province of Taranaki. And I see that Barry's been a very good boy. He's already got his team organised. Russell, he does have one little complaint. He's not going to be able to get his white bait fritter on the way down and on the way back. Oh, okay. I'm not into white bait, but if I was, I'm, I'm sure I could send him two white bait for him to put in his fritter. <laughs> Those people at Mokia, they know me, they see me every year on the way up and the way back. So I can recommend the white bait fritters from Mokia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe they are very good. I don't think Colin's ever forgiven Mariana for not entering that Congress when she was in Dunedin. Roll out the red carpet for her entry when it comes in, please, Russell. (laughs) You certainly will. You guys (laughs) leave it alone. So that Congress, what's happening down at the New Plymouth Bridge Club? Anything exciting? Got any gossip? No gossip. We're trying to make it business as usual as much as possible. Obviously, it's very difficult in the current environment. We've got all of our normal sessions running face-to-face. Masks are compulsory. Vaccine passes are compulsory. We're getting probably about half of our normal table number. We're also running a real bridge session every Sunday evening for members that don't want to come along and play with masks or whatever. They can play on real bridge on on Sunday evening. You know, we're trying to uh, keep everyone happy. When I say we, I'm not part of the club committee or anything. The committee's done a fantastic job in very difficult circumstances over the last couple of years. And Bridge is certainly alive and well in, in our fair city of New Plymouth. So I guess later on, once we get back to true face-to-face Bridge, we'll be able to raise our favourite subject of the A's to K's. Oh, yes, you certainly can do. I must confess, I've got a little bit discouraged in recent times and I, I haven't been monitoring my A's to K's ratio. I think like so many of us, you know, you enter so many of the, these events over the last couple of years and then they all get, they don't all get cancelled, but so many of them get cancelled. You get a little bit gun shy from planning your program going forward. I haven't been travelling away all much at all. I've played quite a few events on Real Bridge now, but I can't count any A's to K's for those things because I'm sitting on my butt in my upstairs bedroom. <laughs> So, well, I guess the plan for New Plymouth Congress is uh, we'll be doing a lot less K's and, and winning a lot more A's, hopefully. 
Well, that's my plan is to win a lot of A's. So whether it happens remains to be seen. <laughs> and is there a contact email that we could announce for any listeners, Russ? The contact email for our event is Taranaki Bridge Congress at gmail.com. The contact organisers are Deborah Burton and Sandra Calvert. Give it again, Taranaki. It's all run together. It is Taranaki Bridge Congress at gmail.com. Spelled as you would expect it to be spelled. <laughs> I can spell Taranaki, Mariana. <laughs> <laughs> Was it born and bred, Barry, or was it? Or did I was you born and bred. I lived there till I was twenty-two and a bit, I think, Russell. There you go. Yep. And then they so kicked them out. That's great. A few years ago. I'm not sure we'd let you back in permanently, but you're certainly welcome to come and visit any time. <laughs> Thank you, Russell, and we'll look well forward to, to hearing more about the Taranaki Congress in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Thanks okay. for having me on. Coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Good morning, Judge Julie. Nice to see you this week. You too. Everybody fit, healthy. I am. I don't know about Squire over there. I'm 100%. Never better. <laughs> I've um, even been reading about what it is that makes a good director, Mariana. Yep. Tell me more. I've got this question for the judge this week. And one of the things that came up was that to be a good director, you've got to be able to manage conflict. So now I'm just wondering, so if you get, this happens probably in every bridge club every week of the year, you get called to the table and there's high drama and there's gunfight at the OK Corral or whatever. (laughs) How do you go about deflating the situation? Or, you know, if you're at the club, it might be your doctor or it might be a plumber or it might be a bank manager. They're about to kill each other. What do you do? That's a really good question. We always have people that we know bounce off each other rather badly. So we know there are some people when they play other people that there is a potential for things to go wrong where people are stressed or in pain or all sorts of things happening in their lives where they've got a bit of a short temper and just the normal run-of-the-mill things. It has got better over time. I don't think we deal quite so much with the extremes that we did years ago. I remember when I first learned to direct and going along to the senior night, which was good because they knew the rules and would tell me if I was wrong, much like Patrick possibly, but we won't go there. And when this elderly gentleman and rather younger one were playing at a table, and the next minute, the elderly guy stood up and said, shall we take this outside? And I was thinking, oh, good grief. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I must have been about 27 or something. So do you think bridge players have mellowed them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it sort of settled down with a bit of help from a few other people in the room. And that was fine. I had no idea what to do. We do get it. And there are a couple of things. One is that in general, if things are really blowing up, we're not worried about making a ruling immediately. Anything that's causing this sort of trouble, generally, we can take as much time as we want in the evening to make a ruling once we can sort out what on earth has actually happened. What we want is people to quieten down finish what they are doing, and for goodness sake, get both pairs away from each other. First of all, you can actually do that. You can tell one pair to go away and the other ones to sit in a wooden-adjusted board if you really have to. The problem is everybody wants to talk and shout at the same time. (laughs) Now, there are a lot of things about that. One is, is really quite reasonable, is that if you get to a table and you start talking quietly, 
in general, people will calm down so they can hear you. Right. And the other thing is don't get into the conflict. You need to either stand there and wait, stand there and count quietly. And Dave Stevens did this once and someone said, what are you doing? And said, counting the percentage, I'm about to penalise you. <laughs> So you don't want to be involved in he said, she said, da-da-da. You really do want one pair to listen to and the other one. I have sent people away from the table, listen to one side, listen to the other. People at various points finish the board, don't talk to each other or I will penalise you. Finish what you are doing, move on and I will come and talk to you about what happened so I can get the facts when they're not together so I can hear them and listen to them. Is it fair to say there's probably a bit of history with some of these two? So you, you, oh, said absolutely. That you, know, you know that certain people are likely to conflict. Yeah. They, they bounce off each other. Really noticeably is directors that direct on their feet, that is people that move around the room, you definitely, you pick it up on your movement around the room when people are starting to niggle. And you do know your people that do niggle. If you're moving around the room and something is starting to happen, you can stop and stand there and wait. And they will be aware of you most of the time. Not everybody is aware of what's happening around them, but most people are. And when you're the director and you are there, people tend to tone down and start behaving. I've been a witness to something that happened at the table. It had absolutely nothing to do with the cards or the play. It was actually, would you please stop staring at me? And then another instance was when somebody was actually pulling out their cards and slapping them down on the table really loudly. I thought, that's weird. Not weird enough for saying, if you don't play your cards quietly, I'm going to call the director. I'm like, what? Steering yeah. runs interesting. I actually got told off when I was working. Um, someone got upset with me for exactly that. Because when I'm thinking, apparently I just, I'm not blinking and I'm just staring. I don't see what's in front of me. I'm actually thinking. And I wasn't actually aware how disconcerting that could be for someone. And it's not done as a deliberate thing. And the slapping of the cards on the table, someone was saying to me how they didn't like playing in the competitive bridge because people get annoyed. And I said, yeah, but normally most people are actually annoyed with themselves. It might overflow. You're really annoyed because you didn't play that card on that trick on that last end. And you're just getting over it. Most of the arguments that I have with Patrick are actually about both of us being upset with ourselves and it just sort of evolving. So in all fairness, the problem is that we're trying hard and we made a mistake and we're just annoyed. And sometimes that overflows. And that's bad. It should not happen. But ignoring the outward signs is possibly not a bad thing to do. I mean, if it's directed at you, that's one thing. Most of the time, people are just trying to control themselves. Directors walking around the room works way better than just about anything else. Okay. Getting back to another thing that Mariana brought up there is the staring at people. That's one thing that you're actually not meant to No, do. you're not. No, you're not meant to directly look at people for the purpose of seeing where the cards come from or what they're trying to do because that's not allowed. But as I said, I mean, I know when I haven't been accused of it recently, when I stopped to think, I wasn't actually seeing what was in front of me. I was thinking about what I was doing. It had that unfocused, well, I thought unfocused, but apparently it was a bit creepy. Creepy, (laughs) so when you've got trouble brewing, 
be near the table if you know that it's a likelihood or when things start to happen, being around absolutely allows you to start controlling it before it gets bad. When it gets bad, you need to separate the participants. All right. Now, if you can actually get to talk to them by getting the volume down and being quiet, that's great. If you can't, you can always give a, an adjusted board and get them away from each other and get them to move for the next round and then start sorting it out. You want to get people calm and you want to get it settled. And when things start to lose, you're better off getting them apart than you are leaving them to actually build up on each other. When she says getting them apart, I'm sort of picturing Judge Julie with a crowbar, Mariana. You know? <laughs> well, I was actually just going to ask, during your lifetime, both of you, have you ever witnessed a punch-up at the table? Not at the table, but oh. as I said, the one where they got asked to go outside, Congress, someone threw a chair at their partner. <laughs> Into provincials at Congress one year, we had uh, Glenn Haynes, who was a policeman, and apparently something was brewing, and Glenn came along in his policeman's walk and things quietened down. He was about seven foot, I think. Sort of oh like Glenn, you know. I might be exaggerating slightly. We'd need our directors to be probably a bit taller and a bit more imposing no, than Julie. You don't need to be tall. <laughs> Some of those boxing referees that you see in the ring, Barry, they're not very big. They're always smaller than the two big boys beefing it out. That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Well, I'm sure there's some good advice for some of our club directors who might be perhaps be dreading when certain players oh, play. Look, you absolutely dread going near the table with some peers when you're playing. Well, thank you, Chicky. We shall catch you next week. Okay, have a good week. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond with Kermit. Manamana. 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 Good morning and welcome, Kermit. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. It's still beautiful weather in Taranaki and I'm making the most of it. Been doing lots of swimming. Three degrees in Hamilton the other day. Well, the sea at Oakora Beach has just been so lovely. Been for lots of swims. But our topic for today that I'd like to suggest is from a quote. And it's a quote that I heard in a course that I'm doing with Venture Taranaki. Completely unrelated to bridge. But I liked the quote, and I thought there's lots of ways it could be applied to bridge. So I'll tell you what the quote was. And this was from a marketing and branding piece of this quote. The quote was, stay curious a little bit longer. And I thought, yeah, I really like that as a philosophy of life, but also when you're playing bridge. And one of the ways I think that that can be applied is I don't know about you, but sometimes during the play of the hand, and it might be at the opening lead or it might be in the play, I think, I wonder why they've done that. Well, that's a little bit odd. And sometimes I go down the rabbit hole and think about what that could mean, and sometimes I don't. I think it's quite a good philosophy to just think and be a bit curious about why something has happened. Stay curious a little bit longer. What do you think, Barry? Oh, look, I agree. I mean, I must admit there are times when people do something a bit odd or they lead something that looks a bit strange and you think, hmm, that's a bit odd, and then you move on. Maybe you shouldn't move on. I get exactly what you're saying. You know, I'm thinking of that other quote, of course, Pam. Oh, no. <laughs> that's even better known, which is, 
curiosity killed the cat. Well, that certainly happened to me. And I tend to do this more against very good players is that I think, well, I've got two choices. And if they had this holding, that at this point in the hand, I think they would have done this if they had that. But actually, they just didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying. So first of all, you think, well, this is a good player. So presumably, they're relatively sane, right? So they've done this thing. Are you going to just think, well, they're insane? Or are you going to think, ooh, they're up to something and try and figure out what it is? Or have they made an error? We all do. doesn't matter how good you are, you can make an error. I actually don't think about that at the table. I do not think. Lucky you. (laughs) I don't. I never think. Did they just make a mistake? I never think that. That's amazing. I might start doing that. But I really like the other bit, whereas I choose to go with my gut feeling first. I don't like to second guess myself. It's hard enough as it is. I'm happy. <laughs> go with my gut feeling first. Uh, I agree with you, Mariana. What I tend to do is, and we all do this, I think, we have an instant reaction to what we think is right. So that's your gut reaction. Yep. But then I tend to try and justify gather some more information and see if my gut thing was right and if I can't decide what to do I tend to go with the gut thing my instant reaction I don't know I don't know I mean even if you've got a gut feeling you think this is what you should do and you think why did they do that why 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 (laughs) oh maybe I'll just go with my gut instinct or there's just this niggling niggling doubt in your mind that there's something you're missing And that's why it's hard to get to sleep after bridge, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, my other dilemma when you're talking about using your gut feeling, I always have, if I'm on lead and partner's been bidding away, I always have a fight with myself. Do I lead partner suit or do I lead a doubleton if I haven't got a singleton? And I'm always throwing up and I don't know and I generally default to partner suit. Because I don't like saying, why don't you leave my seat? You know, sometimes it's right, sometimes it's easy. It's easier to win the post-mortem if you leave back the seat. There you go. Yeah, but I don't know. There's always just, like I say, that niggling down. And how many times have you got home, or even after the end of a hand, you say, I nearly doubled, or I almost let her. (laughs) (laughs) How come partner didn't double when they responded five hearts to Blackwood, and, and yet that was their suit. Maybe they don't want a heart lead. Or if you led this, it would have gone down. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, just remind me why I like this game so much. I'm losing sight of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not because it's good for your mental health. No. <laughs> so there you go. That was my quote that I pondered on. It was nothing to do with bridge, but I thought, well, maybe we can apply it. And it was stay curious a little bit longer. But you've got something lined up for next week, Barry, that you'd like some listener feedback on. Yeah, I'd like some help from our listeners here. I've got a person in mind who I'm not going to mention right now, but the interesting people you meet at bridge. And they might be interesting for some preferably for some reason totally outside Bridge, where they can be quite well known. I'm not talking about ex-murderers or whatever, <laughs> but people that are, might be famous for something outside Bridge or very well known for something outside Bridge. So I met someone exactly like that last week, Barry, and I actually thought 
could I have your number, please? And we'll give you a call. And here we go. Oh, right. People were actually on a Zoom meeting and I've just shown them, but I did meet a gentleman at the table and I was like, hey, you've got quite a few stories to tell us. Not only do you play bridge, well known outside. It's just the sort of person I was talking about, Mariana. Absolutely. Yeah, so we'd love to hear from you. What's the email address again? Bridgestoneshuffle at gmail.com. That'll be really interesting, won't it? So, So I've got a person who's famous for something and Mariana's got a person who is famous for something. Now, Pam, you've got to take up the challenge. You've got a week. Oh, okay. I'll write it down in my homework diary. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I'm still waiting for Barry to do his. I think it's now we're into week four. God, yes. (laughs) See, and he still hasn't remembered. (laughs) Yeah, I know what I remembered. I just haven't done it. Okay, well, I look forward to hearing about these interesting bridge players because, you know, let's face it, whether they're famous outside of bridge, one thing that we love about bridge is the interesting people that we meet, isn't it? Right. It is quite likely that Pam might have a game against Bill Gates before Wednesday of next week. You never know. (laughs) I actually think there's many more interesting people than him that I'd like to Okay, well, we'll love you and leave you. Join us next week at the Lily Pad with Pam Livingston, Bridge Coach. See you. Well, that's a lot of information for the listeners to listen and digest to Barry this week. It is. We had an email in too, Mariana, from a listener that was worth mentioning. It came in from Nick Whitten, but he's, he's not claiming credit for this quote. The quote actually came from famous bridge author Hugh Kelsey, and anybody could take this on board. He says, cutting down on errors is not merely the best way to improve. It is just about the only way. (laughs) The only way? Wow. Yeah, I think he might be right. It sort of sounds a bit boring and a bit like sort of hard work, but he's probably right. Cutting down on errors is the best way to improve your game. If you never made any errors, Mariana, just imagine you'd be a legend. (laughs) Thank you, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) I hear the sincerity flowing across the ether to me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I wonder if there's any other quotes that our listeners like and that they put at the forefront of their brains every time they walk into a bridge event. Do you have anything out there, people, that you'd like to share with the rest of the world? If you do, send it in, bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com. Got anything else to add before we close the show, Barry? I think we're all done for now. We're going to have the National Pairs coming up this weekend online, of course. So we'll have some results from that next week. Mm, Two-day event. You going in? I am. Jenny's going hiking, so I have a replacement partner this week. Really? Well, I'm playing in the Gold Coast Revival on Sunday in the team. Not playing Saturday, but having a crack on Sunday. That'll be good. And good for the Gold Coast. They've managed to hold their event. And managed to just squeeze it in before all that weather arrived. That yeah. was lucky. Goodness me, uh, I know. Their numbers were obviously way down, and I don't know how much money <laughs> it's cost them, but um, good on them for running it. And I really hope that people support this these tournaments they're running, the Gold Coast Rescue Package, or whatever it's called. Anyway, we'll catch up with everybody next week. I hope you have lots of bridge 
and if you've got any comments whatsoever, as normal, bridgestoneshuffle at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.